presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Oil Country Podcast. As always, I am your host, John, from Edmonton, Alberta. Kyle, who normally is my co-host, is unfortunately out sick right now. Uh, He's recovering in Montreal, so best wishes to him, hoping he has a speedy recovery there. On today's episode, I'm stoked to to have the two guys from the Caps Chirp podcast, which is the Washington Capitals affiliate, I guess you'd call it, on the Hockey Podcast Network. They are Hockey Troll as well as Polly Cupcakes. So we had a, I had a really, really good time chatting with those guys and they're kind of doing, um, you know, from their perspective on their podcast, they're doing like a hockey apocalypse type thing right now. So asking what I would do in Edmonton and if the, uh, if the apocalypse happened, um, we obviously talk about a ton of other stuff, more hockey related, um, and get a little bit sidetracked as we always do. But yeah, I had a really good time chatting with those guys and shout out to hockey troll for editing this episode up for us. Um, we are unfortunately still having some computer issues that are hopefully going to be resolved. The last thing I'll mention before we jump into that interview is check us out on Twitter at oil country pod. We're still running that bracket for who do Oilers fans hold the biggest grudge against. We're down to our final four, which is Ryan Kessler, Corey Perry. They'll be up in a matchup. And then on the other side of the bracket for media, versus management will be Shirelli versus Eric Francis. So you can voting will be this uh this week, I believe we're hoping to get that fired up. Uh should be, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday this week at the latest. So stay tuned to that and uh yeah, hope you enjoy the episode. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the hockey troll. I'm here with Polly Cupcakes. How you doing, Polly? Uh <clears throat> I'm doing great. Uh always glad to have these conversations with our fellow co-hosts so i'm looking forward to us getting into it speaking of which we have john from the oil country podcast on the hockey podcast network representing the edmonton oilers john how you doing man i'm doing great doing great thanks for having me on boys absolutely thanks for coming um you know uh we're we're continuing hockey apocalypse edmonton you know like i feel like it's like either it's like real world Edmonton, but <laughs> hockey apocalypse Edmonton. Um, you know, we just kind of wanted to talk to you about how the Oilers are, and and um, you know, before the pause. So, I mean, let me know. Like, let tell tell the Caps fans here, were the Oilers showing promise before the uh, the pause of the season? I mean, what was your uh, what was your outlook as a fan? Yeah, man, I I think. Definitely showing promise. Like I, I think we were firmly in that dark horse contender, you know, area. So it was. It's obviously a shame that hockey's been on on pause or canceled for the season. Anyways, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, man, I think the well, there's had a, a couple surprises this season, especially if, as far as goaltending goes. It was kind of a big red flag for us going in with Miko Koskinen as well as Mike Smith, and both those guys absolutely stood on their heads at different times in the season and. You know, when one was struggling, the others seemed to step up. So obviously, you know, that, that was a big, uh, positive surprise for us. Right. Still some defensive woes. And as I'm sure, you know, every NHL fan seems to rip on us for, but, and then you've obviously got that, you know, two headed monster up front and Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid just putting up insane numbers as a duo. So 
it was it was times were good in Edmonton, and we were really looking forward to our you know what's that second playoff berth in the last like fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, so which is I sad guess, to say, but <laughs> you know a couple of things that you brought up. I mean, is Edmonton do they have a starting goaltender right now? I I don't think so. I, I mean, it was really tough. Like we had what like eleven or twelve games left. I think for Edmonton um, right. when we went on hold here and it, it was, you know, early on, it seemed like it was Miko. And then the month of December was by far the worst month for both the goaltenders and the team as a whole. It was just bad. And then in the new year, Smith, similar to what he did the year before with Calgary, really stepped up kind of January on. And, but then Miko was kind of bouncing back as well. So it was really going to depend just like who finished the season the best. Right. I think right. as we headed into the playoffs there. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was kind of a coin toss going in. I mean, I guess that's not a terrible problem to have. Um, no, as, as long as one of them is playing good at a time, right? Like it, it can be a little stressful um, in that sense that, you know, like you don't have that, you know, we don't have that bonafide Vasilevsky or or anything like that. But, you know, as long as one of them is playing well, you're, you're fine. And you mentioned the um, <clears throat> the two headed monster up front. I was just listening to, I think it was your most recent podcast. You were talking about Dreisaitl versus Hellebuck. Um, cause there was, uh, some, uh, some Jets fans that were thinking he should get the, um, uh, <clears throat> the MVP. Is it kind of disappointing, assuming if, if the can- uh, season does get canceled, that you possibly had another MVP that may not get his chance to get the award if they, um, if, I mean, like, you obviously think Dreisaitl deserves the heart. Absolutely. And I honestly, it's funny you mentioned up that episode because I think with the, uh, with the Jets guys on the network, me and Cal kind of butchered, butchered our defense a little bit. We weren't really on our game for that one, but yeah, man, <laughs> I think he definitely deserved his heart, like, or deserved the heart trophy. It's, I'm honestly like, I know I'm biased, but I think he already had it locked up. I don't think it mattered how the last 10, 11, 12 games went. Well, well, I don't know. John Carlson might have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> he had such a filthy start to the year, man. But didn't he kind of like, I'm not saying he fizzled off, but is he really in the, in that contention? You think? I think he slowed down. Yeah. First yeah. half of the season. Absolutely. But, uh, oh, second like 20, half. 25 games in, like frick, man. He was, you were, he was on pace to have one of the best, you know, productive seasons as a defenseman of all time. Like it was nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I, mean, I did want to bring something up that you, uh, you mentioned there, Paulie, and, just as far as like the disappointment with dry settle and stuff. And I think that was the, you know, if, if we don't get hockey back, my two most disappointing things outside, obviously the, the general just knocking, getting to see playoff hockey and all that stuff. But the specifics are dry settle was on pace to be the first player to have back to back 50 goal campaigns as well as back to back hundred point campaigns. And he was the first player to do that or would have been the first player to do that since Mario did it. And I can't, don't quote me the year, but it was in the nineties. Wow. And the other thing was, um, Ovechkin not getting a chance to get 50 again. And I think as he gets older into his thirties, it, it's like he was really separating himself at, you know, getting into kind of unprecedented territory of a 30 plus guy having that many 50 goal seasons. Right. I mean, we, he was, he's two away. Um, so if the regular season finishes, I think that he'll get those. For sure. And that'll be his ninth 50-goal season. And how many is that after he turned 30? Because he's, what, 33 or 34 now? Right. Um, it's got to be at least two. Be... Yeah. Two, two or three, if not. 
I don't have the stats in front of me. I should have pulled those up. But yeah, I think I remember looking a couple weeks ago and I was like, shit, man, like you're getting into pretty unprecedented territory of, you know, like I said, those 30 plus 50 goal seasons. Yeah. And with Ovechkin, the the consistency is, is insane. If you look at him and, and I've said this before, you know, he's doing his 50 goal season. Like that's insane already in itself, but he's also scoring. He was on pace to score his second most even strength goals, of his entire mm-hmm. career. Um, I mean, that is the, the, if you look at his rookie year and compare it to this year, if, if you were to take his age away and just give you numbers on to like, you know, which year is his rookie year, which years is, is this current year? I don't think many people will be able to, to, you know, point it out. Right. Um, yeah. So I just, which is crazy. It, it is, it is. And, and, you know, I mean, we could, we could sit here all, all day and, and, you know, you know, stroke Ovechkin, uh, as far as I'm concerned, that, that's for sure. We do it often. Yeah. No, I'm sure you do. Kyle and I were a big, uh, we're a big Ovechkin fans as well. So we were looking for one of the reasons we were looking forward to jumping on with you. Yeah. And, um, you know, Kyle can't join us cause he's not feeling well. Hopefully he gets, uh, he gets healthy here. Uh, nothing serious. You know, obviously we're in some pretty crazy times. So hopefully yeah, absolutely. he's, he's going to be safe. Uh, so we definitely, uh, send our best wishes to him. Um, but, uh, I guess, uh, you know, what, so what do you have, I, I have to ask, you know, what do you have to say mm-hmm. to everyone who's like, you know, Edmonton, how many first round picks have they had and squandered <laughs> and why are they such like a, a, a shit team in, in, for lack of a better word, uh, or throughout this whole time? I mean, what, come defend yourself a little bit. I mean, personally, like, I'll definitely defend myself, but I, I just let that, that shit fuel me, to be honest. Like, <laughs> when I, it's like, it's almost like salt, right? Like, right. all these people are so upset, like, oh, how many first overall picks have you had? And it's like, yeah, but I mean, that's how you acquire good talent and were we shitty? Sure. But I mean, it's one of those things, especially as fans. I, the only thing that really pisses me off is when people are like, you don't deserve like the talent you have. And it's like, man, we went through over a decade of absolute trash hockey and we were still packing arenas and like, like, don't say we don't deserve that shit. It's kind of the only thing that, that really pisses me off. But I mean, my only defense to it really is because I mean, we were bad for a very long time. Right. But my only defense, especially when you look at, um, like flames being our biggest rival, um, as far as, far as geographically, anyways, I always get a kick because the flames have been like really, really mediocre where they're, they're just good enough to get into the playoffs a lot of the time. And like credit where credit is due, they've made the playoffs way more frequently, frequently than we have since the year 2000. Right. Um, or even after that, 2010, whatever you want to look at, they've made the playoffs it's a lot more than us, but they're never good enough to like push themselves over the edge and they don't get bad enough to actually get, you know, high draft picks and bring that talent in. And when they do, they draft a guy like Sam Bennett. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of tough. Like, especially getting chirped from them. It's like, I don't know. I'd rather be bad for a long, like for a while and actually get those, you know, franchise cornerstones than just right. be mediocre and ne- never do anything with it. Absolutely. Yeah, being that, being that tweener has got to be really frustrating for that fan base. Honestly, um, you know, just always being in that spot where you're, you're, you're making the playoffs and doing nothing, but then you can't build up with that high quality talent. Uh, they're honestly, they're lucky. They ended up with a guy like Goudreau. And yeah. guys like Kachuk, because, um, I mean, I don't even remember where those guys were drafted, but I would honestly rather have an Edmonton Oilers type team where you're at least, I'd rather suck than 
always get there and be disappointed. And then, you know, you're building for the future. So if I had to choose, I'd rather have the Edmonton uh, last 10 years because at least you're working towards something instead of constant frustration. Definitely getting rewarded with McDavid. I mean, that was one thing we got really lucky there, but it, it makes it all worth it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Easy to say now, though. At the time, it was there were some there were some dark moments for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. And um, you know, switching gears a little bit, let's uh, just real quick because I don't want to get into all the goddamn speculation that is sur- surrounding whether the season's going to come back or not. But you know my stance here, John, because we have the uh, the the slack for the hockey podcast network where we have placed a bit of a wager. Um, is, do do you, are you familiar with this? You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. I'm in on this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're both on the same side too, hockey troll. Yes. Yes. So me, Polly, you, we're all, we're all saying that the cup will be awarded this season. Um, there's some people that don't believe that. And, and I just want everyone to know that, you know, we've got beers on the line. We've got some, some money value on the line. I think it's 25 bucks. I'll match your 25 bucks to, uh, if we lose, but I'm so confident that it's going to come out. You know, I've, I've upped it. I, I said everybody else could do one beer and all, and me and Polly will do three. So, um, <laughs> so I, I definitely think that the season is going to come back and it's going to be interesting. However, how, however it may. Um, so we just wanted to promote that a little bit. This, uh, sweet bet that we have going on. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I think I had, I had the Smirnoff ice and just, and I don't know, like, I don't like them. I just think it's hilarious to get iced. So I'm going to ice myself, I guess, which is kind of sad, but whatever. <laughs> I got a quick little side story. Talk about Smirnoff ice actually. Um, so a couple years ago, uh, 2014, actually, I took a, a school trip to Iceland in college. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because we were in Iceland, but on my birthday, they continued to ice me. Like literally <laughs> I got iced like five it just happened that we were, you know, international on my birthday and we just got fucking hammered the whole week. But I got iced in Iceland like five times on my birthday. So, uh, I still have some PTSD, I think. Really. I was going to say, I'm sure the fifth nice. one was a little, <laughs> yeah. it's the sugar man is the bad, yeah. like they, they go down somewhat smooth, but it's just like, I, it feels like you just melted like a huge lollipop and drank it or something like yeah. that. It's just yeah, disgusting. once it's in there, yeah. it definitely but, causes problems. Yeah, well, the, it does. The night started with uh, – we went and got a happy hour. So you got a beer and a shot. And so I take a sh- – I, I finish my beer and then I shoot my shot of the – I think it was Brennivan. Um, and then – so like I got a – you know, in like 10 minutes I got – two drinks in me and then the Smirnoff happened and you're right. The sugar just, it was like, Oh my God, like, give me a minute. No one talked to me. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to breathe deeply and, and get through this. Yeah. It spit a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a, I was at a wedding last year where, uh, last summer and the, and the two MCs had kind of set it up. Like, you know, the Oprah thing where she puts prizes under your chairs and it's like, yeah, check this. And, uh, you're like, look under to see if you won the prize. So they set that up in the middle. Like everybody's already like, pretty loaded, um, <laughs> in the middle or at, at the, uh, the banquet. Okay. And then everyone looks under and like probably 75% of the chairs, pretty much other than all the old people is like a big smeared off ice taped <laughs> under. So we had like 80 people all, like down on one knee around this banquet. All was pretty funny. Nice, nice, nice. Went smoothly <laughs> though. No one, no one puked or anything. So that's, that's always good. Right. <laughs> 
thought you have to be worried about. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You definitely don't want anybody puking in on all their nice clothes. Um, on, or on all the olds. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, let's get into why we brought you on here. Uh, and, and that is hockey aquilypse. Uh, like I said in the pre-interview, we're channeling our inner Bourdain here. Um, I have never been to Edmonton. I have no idea what that city is like. Um, other than they have rabid hockey fans, which that's something that I could get behind. Um, so because we're looking at the end times here, this is an appropriate segment, or at least we think so. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, uh, if you, if you were to like give us, give us a brief rundown of what Edmonton's going to look like. If you, um, if, if this, if the city's like going under, you know, if, if all hell breaks loose. Are we doing like specific, just kind of like general apocalypse? Are we going like zombie or virus or? or so this is just shutting down, shutting down. If COVID gets out of control and life as we know it ends. I mean, I think we're a pretty blue collar city and we're also a fair size. Like, I mean, we're not, we're no Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver, but. Surrounding area, we have over a million people. So honestly, I, I think, you know, if, if you get into a shutdown, not, I like, I love my city and I love the people that live here, but you know, we're pretty blue collar and we can get even like a little borderline redneck sometimes. So it could get messy <laughs> in that sense. I think, um, I, I don't like, I, I think the other thing though, we're, we're known for being fairly polite and that's not just Edmonton. That's just Canada in general. Right. And so far throughout the pandemic, there haven't been a ton of like dramatic issues in that sense. Like most people are being pretty reasonable. So I'd like to think that, you know, it, it it's kind of a slow burn until shit really, really hits the fan. But yeah, when it hits the fan, I mean, it, it would get, it, it's going to get pretty bad pretty quick. I mean, I, sorry, I shouldn't say it's going to. In this hypothetical world, <laughs> yeah, right. Not to be too negative here and be like, yeah, you know, when Corona just takes over here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, my my plan's got to be to get out of the city, number one, because I just big populated area, you know. Right. So, so you're thinking? I mean, what you're thinking that people are going to probably remain pretty calm until a lot of people start dying and and things get really hairy and and they'll probably so you're saying there's probably going to be like a mass exodus out of the city or is there going to be like a lot of looting and then pe- and simultaneously people are going to try to get out uh i think it'll be simultaneous when like shit hits the fan i think right. there'll be a lot of looting a lot of violence and whatever else and <laughs> i don't i i live in the uh, in the suburbs so like i've got a pretty quick exit i wouldn't want to be living like downtown or White Ave, I know that doesn't mean much to you guys, but that was like, if you remember the 06 cup run with Edmonton, that mm-hmm. was where we had like, not near as bad as riots as uh, Vancouver did, right. but that was kind of where we had that White Ave and Jasper Ave. Definitely okay. going to be avoiding those areas for sure. <laughs> and, and okay. So you, you've led us into our next question then. I mean, where are you going to go? Like uh, you live in the suburbs, so you have a pretty quick exit, but where are you going? So... Me and my roommate actually talked about this and, you know, we're big, both big Oilers fans. Yeah. Not that that matters, but I figured I should mention it. Um, he's got a buddy, he's a plumber. So he's got a buddy uh, that he used to work with that okay. is an absolute like gun nut and lives <laughs> in a, in a town, like very small town, just North of Edmonton. Okay. So I'm on the South side. So I'd have to go either through the city or around the city in some way. Right. But this dude, like what are, what's I always forget the name. Is it the, the old like world war two German pistols or like the Luger? Yeah. Ruger, something like that. He's got like, he's got those, he's got automatic pistols, shotguns, rifles, the whole nine yards. So 
we've already <laughs> kind of planned that out that if shit goes down and there's like people are starting to kill each other and looting and and stabbing each other and whatever else breaking into homes that's yeah. where we're going right away i was gonna say the exact opposite direction of my family so i do feel kind of guilty about that but you, know, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> right you gotta look out for number one sounds like he's your guy that yeah. that's the guy you want to be with when all this happens exactly yeah, and like we had talked about that too because it's like you know he's he's a pretty good country guy but if it really goes down like is he gonna just let us in and he doesn't know me near as well as he knows my roommate so we're right. gonna have to like stock up on beer or something <laughs> to like bribe our way into this into the safe haven of a home <laughs> yeah you know troll would bribe his way in with alcohol and then drink it all while he's there <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> that's exactly what i'd be the first one that's shit faced like oh no i don't need the guns you guys just take those i'll just sit down <laughs> and crack three beers here <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well well that's i think that's a pretty good plan i mean going to the guy with guns and getting out of the um the city there getting into the country um you know unlike some of the previous guests that we've had on for this segment uh the you know i feel like canada once you get out of the large it's pretty easy to get out into the sticks once you get out of like the suburbs right yeah other than like i'd say like southern ontario or southern bc in certain areas other Uh, than that from where i've traveled in canada it's like you just get out of the city and there's a lot of space so okay well we're pretty spread out in that sense especially how far north i am in edmonton it's not you know not like southern ontario where it's like a clump of cities Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good strat. What do you think, Paulie? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it kind of sounds like, uh, you know, Canada. Aside from the the high urban areas, it's basically like being in like Montana or Wyoming, where there's just no one there and it's all woods. So that's the ideal place. Uh, actually, some of our other guests have said that's where they'd go. Is Montana? Out, yeah, down to Montana. So it sounds like if shit goes down, because you know, if, if this thing gets worse, you've had, people are terrible. Society, once society starts <laughs> oh, to yeah. crumble, we turn into animals. So, you know, if it gets to <laughs> wow, that point, it sounds like you're in a good spot. Well, you know, the only thing I think, you know, you mentioning people going to Montana and, and I haven't factored in either is people that live in the sticks and like country people aren't like, they're not just going to like invite all the city folk <laughs> out there, you know, like true They're And they're the ones with like more, you know, not to stereotype here, but they're more likely going to have guns, more likely be good at hunting and know how to survive right out of the city. So yeah. that is my only like one thing like, the, you know, they're not going to be inviting you with open arms into their homes. Like might right. get a little messy yeah, to like, them. You're a liability. I'm, exactly. Exactly. Right. Like if I'm your dude, you better be like offering something like you got car, you got beer, you got food, you got women. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Those are like the three, the three needed, eh? Like yeah. Booze, yeah. food, and women. You're going to have to maybe, just, maybe drugs, depending on what the guy's into. Right. Primal, you're going to have to take care of the, their primal needs. If exactly. Because exactly. that's all that's going to be left if, if society collapses. It gets right. pretty cold up here. So maybe bring some like warm blankets for, yeah. prepare for the winter. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something, anything, anything that you can bargain with. Um, that's but, the thing. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna set up like an emergency fund of like food and stuff. Cause I'll get somebody else for that. I mean, I'm gonna have just a stockpile of beer and <laughs> I was gonna say women, but like, I don't, that's not something that's like easy for me to do. So I'm not sure how you stockpile I mean, like, of that. I have a list legally. of girls I can call that are gonna abandon their families. I don't know. 
Yeah. I haven't right. thought this through enough. <laughs> right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can really stockpile all that stuff, women legally. So yeah, um, I know yeah. that that did come out wrong. I was like, okay, now people are going to think I have like a bunch of women locked in my basement or something like this. That didn't sound good. <laughs> we know, we know what you, what you meant, even right. if it didn't sound great. Right. Yeah. But like it, access to women. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is, this is going to make a great cut for the, for the video edit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this will be the preview. John talks about stockpiling women. <laughs> You're about like, to get yeah, me no, too out of here. That'll paint the picture, give everybody like a fair expectation of what they get from me. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is a great line. You know, we're leading right into the next question. If you were to, I mean, you have to take um one thing, one thing for survival, and one thing for for like hockey, an artifact or ho- hockey memorabilia to to pass on to the repopulated earth once 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 that comes around. What wow. two items are you taking? Remember, one for survival and one hockey thing. Oh, that's that one stumped me right away. <laughs> right with survival, I think I've got one of those things like the oh, frick, what are they called? It's not like a water purifier, but like a water filter more or less. So you can take like clean ish wake lake water okay. like run it through because i think that's yeah. going to be a big big issue is drinking water yeah like a backpacking um, filter yeah wow yeah yeah that's exactly. really practical yeah that's that's a that's a first that's a first we haven't heard water that's probably the best answer i've heard so far yeah, thank you I'm, I'm glad that was like right off the like top of my head too i hadn't even thought about that yeah that's um, a good my one. only other thought was maybe like like you know there's some badass multi-tools but i don't really have one i have some like shears but I'd rather drink than like cut, cut people with a shear. And you're going to be out there just shaving sheep? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not too many sheep in, in Alberta from what I've seen either. That's my talent. I uh, shoot sheep. Yeah. yeah, that's how I'm going to get into that house. Like, I have a sheep and I have some shears here. We're going to stay warm all winter. Let me in. Yeah, and for some people, that that would satisfy the, the lady um, requirement, right? <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Oh, we went oh, there. No. We oh, went no. there. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I don't know I'm how not, country these people are. <laughs> we found mm. the line. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking of my memorabilia stuff. I'm trying to think like I've got, I've got, I do have an autographed McDavid jersey, like authentic one. And that's pretty badass. But yeah, it's like, is it unique enough? Especially in Alberta. I feel like everybody's got one. Um, uh, Honestly, I think I'm gonna have to go with that one. Cause all my other, like, I got a lot of other, I'm a big Jersey guy, but okay. I don't have very many like knickknacks or like any like really, really unique stuff. I'm kind of a, a basic bitch when it comes to being a memorabilia collector, I guess. Okay. Well, no, I mean, Hey, you know what? I'm not a Jersey dude and I, Polly really isn't either. I have two jerseys, but, um, that are both caps, red jerseys. So I, and you know, so like when I see everybody like doing the like, which jersey did you love the best? I, I just that for me doesn't doesn't really like hit a nerve. But uh, yeah, I, I respect it. You know, I understand why it would for other people. You know, it's a cool. Yeah, piece of it's like the biggest symbol, just like of hockey. You know that sweater. I think that's yeah. why people are yeah. so attached to it, right? right? What do the other people say as far as like anybody have any really cool answers uh, the, for the uh, hockey side? The um. The New York guys on the Broadway podcast, they actually had a really good uh, thought of taking a pair of roller skates and ice skates so that uh, in the future they could be reverse engineered and people would have the technology to continue the game once ah. society like comes back up. I thought that was really yeah. interesting. 
Yeah, that, that is an one. interesting thought. I went like full selfishness <laughs> that I was just like, I want my McDavid. <laughs> well, that's what most no, of the answers okay. are. Yeah, I mean, right. You're not and, you're not here to save society. You got to take care of you. Right, and and that I like um, yeah, I liked uh, yeah, they were thinking like really like um holistically like for the good of humanity shit. Most people are like a Jersey. Um, I thought that uh, Bayou Benders is on uh last week, and he is saying that he he has this like New Orleans has uh, um had a hockey team at one point, and they were called the Brass, and he has a he has a jersey from them, and he was going to take that. And, Just to, like uh, keep the history going, kind of thing. Exactly that, and yeah. um, uh, uh, the Ken Dryden's book. Okay. So, yeah. Now, oh, I didn't even think of the. I'm not a, a huge, huge reader, but that would be actually. There's some good hockey books out there that that would be a good idea for. Yeah. Keep that history going. Right. Right. Um, I was just thinking. Sorry, one thing I wanted to say about the uh, the skates to the Broadway guys taking. Yeah. Them. It could also be like survival stuff, you know, like in the if you have rollerblades. And like, like, you know, like rollerblades and skates, right? You could use that to like transport yourself faster in the winter, maybe hunt. Yeah. And yeah. in the summer. And yeah, I mean, that's really how, it, how it all sure, started. It could. Yeah. That's you how. Kill stuff with your skates. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like roundhouse kicking deer and decapitating <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> I, I would really like to see that, honestly. That sounds pretty it's, awesome. It's like the boot knife in um, that fucking Patrick Swayze. What is, oh, fuck. I had roundhouse? it. Yeah. Roadhouse. The boot knife. <laughs> Fucking like, yeah. ugh, like you know, how he like cross blocks it, like crosses his arms and yeah. blocks. Yeah, <laughs> imagine how good figure skaters would be at that. Yeah, oh. like spinning through the air at some deer like a missile, like, <laughs> like blades at the end of your feet. <laughs> One figure skater could take on like a whole pack of wolves. Oh, yeah. absolutely. As long as they had like enough like smooth ice surface. Right. 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 Um, that'd be wild. <laughs> That's quite the image. <laughs> We found out that John would be taking a water purifier, which is that's fucking epic. I've I didn't even think about that. So, you know, good on you, John. And uh Thanks. and his and his signed <laughs> McDavid jersey, as if that's not um fanboy enough for you for the Edmonton <laughs> crew, right? It'll come for me while I go to sleep and cry in the post apocalyptic world. <laughs> well, you know, at least there's going to be the sheep. The sheep will be there to comfort you. Yeah, exactly. Keeping you warm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, okay. So, so the, our, our third question. Um, say you have, and then this is where we get, you know, open up about this, about Edmonton, because like I said, I have no idea. I have no bearing on what it's like to be in that city. Uh, you know, say you have the foresight to know that like shit's hitting the fan and you're like, all right, I got to go out just one last time, take in a scene or eat at a restaurant or experience something. What's the last thing you're going to do in Edmonton before, you know, the inevitable uh, wiped off the face of the earth stage happens. Wow. You know, this is going to sound, I don't know how this is going to sound. We have a really, <laughs> no like, I really, really enjoy our river Valley. And I also am a, a guy that really enjoys driving. Uh, okay. um, so I would definitely like, there's definitely some restaurants I'd want to hit at least one more time. But if I had to just pick one, you know, one scene to take in, it would definitely be, we have like river Valley road, which follows along just the bottom of our river Valley on the North side. Okay. And then that turns into Groat road, which is a big, like S sweeping road going up out of the river Valley and is a lot of fun to drive. Um, so that would probably be, uh, 
I feel like I'm going to regret that answer, but like the first thing that popped in my head was like, that would be one of the things I'd, I'd love to do. Um, so are, are you a car guy? You gearhead? I, I am a little bit like I'm not, I don't know if I'd say I'm a gearhead to the sense where like, I don't like research and like, you know, like you could ask me like, Oh, like what new models of BMWs are coming out this year? I have no idea. So I'm not in that sense, but right. I do really enjoy like driving, you know, cars and I bought myself a, an Audi last year and it's Ooh. yeah one of my favorite things to do is drive around in that car for sure. Uh, what, what model? Uh, it's just a, that they're based like a four, uh, 2015. So That's it's still right. a nice S line version. So yeah, a what's fun, that? But got a 2.0. Not, nothing like too, too crazy. <laughs> Is it is that the 2.0 or the 1.8? That is the 2.0. Okay. Don't yeah, quote, those are I'm sweet. Like, I'm like pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I said, I'm not that big of a gearhead. <laughs> like dropping specs and shit. No, no, no. no I um, sound like a poser. <laughs> no, no. It's it's cool because I'm I'm I, I love cars. I I worked uh, as a mechanic or a technician for like seven years. So uh, previous to like you know marketing and stuff, which I do now. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I you know I've got I've always got something in the fucking garage broken or whatever. But um Yeah, some <clears throat> a little project going on the go kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So uh but yeah, I used to I, I mean I've driven those uh the because I, I worked at a Volkswagen dealership and I um I've driven those two point they're fucking they're they're quick. They're good they're good cars. So um good stuff there, man. Um Yeah, man, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um try not to get in too much trouble in it though. <laughs> right. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And they're expensive when they break. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, definitely the one thing. Like, I, I'm not a big warranty guy. Like, you, you know, even outside of cars, I, I never buy the extended warranty. Sure. That was the one thing when I bought, bought this used car, I made sure it had warranty on it. So I was like, Smart started person. looking into it. And it's like, if your computer system fails, it's like 18 grand. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, they have, they're such, they, they run at such a high rate, you know, they're, there's, they're direct injected, you know, they're, they're, they're technologically advanced to say the least, but, um, for sure. All right. So you'd go, you'd go for a drive. I can respect that. That's cool. Um, and I'm going to expand this just, just to one for, for one thing. Uh, what's the, you have to go to one restaurant. What are you going to go to eat? Cause I'm, a, I love food too. So, oh, good question. Um, I haven't been there in a long time, especially if, oh, going, man, it's so hard to pick one. Um, the first, I'll go with the first thing that came into my mind. I haven't been there in a long time, Okay, but it's Papa's Steakhouse. So it's like a Brazilian steakhouse. Have you been to one of those? I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like they, like all they you come around eat. with like just a ton of different kind of like smoked and grilled meat. And you just, you have like a card next to your, your dish that it has like a green and a red side. And you just like flip it. If you like more or less want more meat and you just, it's like unlimited all you can eat. Just nice. like fall off the bone chicken and steak and mm. whole nine yards. Yeah. I haven't been there in a long time, but I have very good memories from eating there. Yeah. I can see Polly's drooling right now. Like he's just yeah. like fucking <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully you it, guys have had dinner mm. already. <laughs> oh, I'm actually, no, I'm, we have a roast cooking right now and I get, I, every now and then I get a few whiffs of it. So, uh, that's one of my favorite things about the, ro- about a roast is how it falls apart. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to at least like, uh, scratch this itch a little bit because it's somewhat similar yeah there you go i'm and i'm like i'm like the uh i just gave you the like app like verbal appetizer get you nice and hungry for dinner get him in the mood yeah exactly there's some uh some food foreplay yeah yeah exactly i mean we don't have a sheep for you so we just gotta do it verbally (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man. Um, so this is the sheep episode. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, um, <laughs> we're doing all sorts of shit to the sheep. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, okay. Uh, so, um, all right. So, uh, Edmonton, right. It's, it's, it's about to go up in flames, you know, and you're driving away in your rear view mirror, you're looking back and you're getting nostalgic. What about your town, Edmonton? Are you going to miss the most? Like, you know, it could be anything. It could be, you know, just an attitude, a feeling, whatever, just, uh, you know, run with that. What, what are you going to miss the most about it? I think, uh, you guys are doing a good job of throwing me on the spot. I like it. Um, <laughs> Edmonton's definitely known to be like, we're a big festival city. So oh, really? I think that's, you know, like one thing I really, really enjoy in the summer is like either food festivals. We have heritage days, which like all the different, uh, like nationalities set up kind of booths and that's have cool. like food and clothing from those countries. So, um, like heritage days is always a really, really good time. Taste of Edmonton. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if I have like a feeling that I'll miss the most, but definitely just that, like, I mean, maybe that in itself is a feeling like, Sure. You know, hot summer day walking around in festivals, tons of people like on their days off and good moods, trying some good food and listening to weird music and stuff. So that's definitely something I'd miss. Absolutely. That, and that's like yeah, not, I, mean, I could, I could have hockey reasons too, but well, yeah, outside but I mean, of hockey, that would be it. Sure. And, um, you know, you've, you've basically just described a great flashback from The Walking Dead. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that could <laughs> be right Which there. one is that? I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen that show in a long time. Oh, that's the zombie one where with like Rick. No, and, sorry, but what, uh, what flashback are you, uh, oh, just, just anyone like, that could go into that series, you know, like when they're oh, like, okay, I got you. Yeah, you know, somebody's about to get eaten and then they're just, they're like, it closes in on their face, you know, like close up shot of their face and they're just kind of like, oh, and then they flash back to like when it was really nice back before the zombie apocalypse and, and then cuts back to them and they die. <laughs> Exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. You're not thinking about your family. You're thinking. I'm like. I'm flashing back to like Heritage Days, 2015. <laughs> so, uh, how diverse does Heritage Day get? Is it like a bunch of European stuff, or is it like uh, no, it's worldwide? Worldwide for sure, man. Like, there's like not not to sound like uncultured, but I've you know the first time I went there was the countries I literally didn't know existed. So oh, cool. Not to That's sound cool. super uncultured or uneducated there, but yeah, it's like, it's a big, big event for sure. Well, you know, a lot of people don't realize that Canada has a lot of diversity. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean like, you know, where, where we live, there's, we have a few festivals. There's actually, um, uh, a local, uh, settlement nearby. That's, uh, a Hindu religion. They actually have one of the, the, the biggest festivals in North America for, okay. Uh, it's actually, I think it's the largest Hindu pilgrimage outside of India. Um, but then we also have other festivals that are just like European immigrants passed down. So, uh, it's really, I just, yeah, I was just wondering if it was more diverse than what people would think. And based on what you said, it's very diverse. Yeah. And I, I think there's obviously like, you know, some heritages being more popular, more like common than others. Mm-hmm. I know specifically in, <clears throat> excuse me, Northern Alberta. Um, I'm Ukrainian and there's like a huge, uh, huge Ukrainian society here. Uh, so okay. that's definitely one of the more like common ones, but yeah, they have like, you know, it, like all over the place. I can't even, you know, off the top of my head, uh, think, but we are, uh, definitely like very, very diverse in, in Edmonton. I mean, Canada in general, but, um, Edmonton seems almost a little bit more so than, than some other cities. Well, one of the best things about, uh, cultural diversity is the cuisine diversity. That's for, for sure. sure. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Is, 
Now, is there like a Chinatown or like an Asian town in Edmonton? There is. There's, um, yeah, there's like a Chinatown. Uh, it's fairly small, like definitely um, not near as big as I imagine like Chinatown in, in Toronto or Vancouver might be. But right. yeah, there is like a, you know, a section in just off downtown that is. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Un- unfortunately, it can be like one of a, the more like sketchier areas in Edmonton. So I, I don't frequent there a ton, but sure. Um, definitely some like interesting shops. And I've heard like really good restaurants and stuff in there. I'm um, just going to have to find them. Well, I mean, if Chinatown is not a little bit sketchy, like what the fuck's the point? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know, I, I, and that's nothing against like, you know, the Chinese or the people that live there. It's just that, you know, um, I, I have this, I have this, um, really like shitty theory <laughs> that, <Let's hear> um, <laughs> okay. So like people want to like tout their city and like say their city's the best and stuff. But as far as like diversity and, and, and basically, my my blanket stereotypical statement that I'm going to come out with is that <clears throat> you don't really live in like a real city unless there's a Chinatown. So if you okay. think about it, like, you know, big cities like, um you know, like Philly, New York City, L.A., I'm pretty sure Chicago probably has one, you know, Edmonton, Toronto, Vancouver, they all have Chinatown. So, you know, if you're going to go to a cool city, you know, it's got to have a Chinatown, San Francisco, you know what I mean? No, that makes sense. And I think it's like a big like indicator just in size, right? Where it's like, I grew up sure. in a city, you know, in between Calgary and Edmonton uh, called Red Deer. And it's, oh shit, like 90, maybe 100,000 people now. But okay. yeah, no Chinatown, not big right. enough. Right. Yeah. You know, you hit that 500K, then maybe you get a Chinatown. So Maybe, if you're lucky enough. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know. Chinatown's awesome. I, I always try to go there when on uh, any cities that because when you're drunk at like three in the morning, what the fuck's open? Something in Chinatown, and it's like ten dollars to eat like a king. Like <laughs> you're more you brave than I am for sure. That being said, I do live like way on the opposite side, so right. venturing down there at three a.m. would be like really, really difficult. And <laughs> an Uber and be like, take me to Chinatown. He'd be like, are you sure? Like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> It'll be $100 as you get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you'll probably won't even fully stop. It'll be like an on the go, like, kick it out. Like, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So that's all good. Great stuff. Um. The last question uh, that, that we have for you, uh, bringing it back to like full apocalypse uh, realization here. What is more likely? The world ending or your team winning the cup in the next three years? Oh, definitely our team winning the cup in the next three years. I, uh, How'd I know I, you were yeah, going to say gotta that? Believe. How'd I know you were going to say that? <laughs> I, I think it's like we're an, we're an exciting up and coming team that I mean, our core is there, right? Like, sure. You look at, you know, like you, you guys won a cup recently. I, I feel like, you know, you look at a few years before that, your core was pretty much established. Did you guys get any like huge, huge additions? In that span, like three years before your cup, do you think? I think so. And oh, I think TJ Oshi. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Oshi, and I think that was kind of And I'm not even gonna go Oshi. I'm I'm gonna say Lars Eller. Yeah, okay. Lars Eller was big. And then there were there were a few busts that we thought would push us over the edge, like Shattenkirk. Right. right. Yeah, he was a bomb. And that's and that's kind of the thing where like I think the Oilers core, you know, like you look at the three <clears throat> excuse me, above of um, you know, Nuge, McDavid, and Dreisaitl, and then we saw a guy this year, Yamamoto, really step up into our top six. And, you know, 
it, it's all about filling out the the extras of the roster and just staying under the salary cap right now. Right. Um, and I think our defense is really, really young still. I think like Nurse is twenty five, Clefbaum, I think Clefbaum and Larson are both like twenty six or twenty seven. Right. Um, Bear and Jones are both like twenty one, twenty. So you know those guys presumably are only going to get better. And I think that's how you how you really develop that like solid decor is through that drafting and developing. And Absolutely. we're still kind of just waiting for some of those guys to push us over the edge a little bit. But yeah, I, I honestly like even if you took the uh the the apocalypse question out of there, yeah. um like I think Edmonton will win a cup in the next three years. Wow. Uh-huh. Bold statement. Bold statement. Um <clears throat> That that's great, you know, and like like you said, with your defensive core, yes, they are young, but I think there's a lot of promise. Clef bomb, you know, I really like Darnell Nurse. I think that guy, he plays with an edge, he's physical, mm-hmm. um, you know, he bangs, and he can add that offensive t- offensive like touch with with being a puck moving and finishing defenseman. So he he's such know. a good skater, and that's the big thing. Like he hasn't right. really been able to really like fine tune that offensive side, but he's still like, he can just move the puck. So well, cause he's such a good skater for a defenseman. Sure. Um, just he's a little tough. bit inconsistent still, but yeah, when man, when he's on, he's, he's such like a mean, mean defenseman. And that's, I've always loved those, that style of D man, right. That's just like gritty and, and not giving up an inch. Yeah. Right. And, and the offense comes, I mean, it's tough to be a defenseman and no, sure. like, you know, cause I played defense for almost ever. And, it's it's tough to know, like I, I mean, even in like shit bum beer league, I try to pass probably too often when people are like, and right. then I get to the bench and they're like, oh, why don't you just skate that? And I'm like, well, one, I'm fat, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't really feel like it. But you know, it, it's it's tough to pick those pick those uh those those times to do it, especially when it's a settled play. You know, taking a broken play is one thing. That's that's the easy part. But being able to do it consistently, um. And quarter one quarterback the break breakout and then no okay well here I have an opportunity to take it coast to coast I mean you can't teach that shit you have to you have to just experience it over and over and over until you know you know and so so much of that is confidence right like sure. I think you you see especially on defense guys come into the league you know say whether they're eighteen or they're twenty five and it's such a big step up in speed and obviously you know as a defenseman you know the only reason you're going to get sent down. It's not going to be, oh, you know, he just didn't score enough. It's right. that defensive lapses, right? So, sure. I mean, they're mm-hmm. so concerned about that. And I think once you really get that confidence on the defensive side, then you start seeing, especially if they have a little bit of that offensive talent in them, you start seeing that kind of come out more when they're a little bit more confident with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Very well. Yeah. Played. You know, I, I agree. I think Nurse, he's, I think he's special. I, I think if they end up winning a cup, um, he's going to be a big part of it and he's going to go down in the history of the, the organization, kind of like, um, like an Adam foot or a drew Doughty, um, as being a huge piece to that, that puzzle that got them the win. And, and he'll be in the, the Oilers history as one of the better defensemen. You know, it, no it's funny, Polly, because I guarantee of the Oilers fans listening right now, Half are probably like fist pumping to what you just said, and half are like, "Oh man, I hate Darnell Nurse so much." Like he's definitely a po- polarizing uh, defenseman. I think that's just kind of comes with the inconsistency, and yeah. that, that's you know he hasn't really been able to take that next step. I think it was two years ago, Clefbaum got hurt, like he unfortunately usually does, and right. Nurse really, really stepped up into that top pairing. And then you know we were 
there's the fan base as, as a whole is we were really, really hoping that he was going to continue taking those steps and turn into that bonafide number one D man. And he hasn't been able to do it the last two years, but he is still 25. So I think it's there. I think it's more of just like a, that like IQ question of can he really settle in and, and improve the decision-making side? You know, some people are able to do that, but a lot aren't. And that's kind of just, they rely on their physical ability. So that's going to be the biggest question. If he can get, you know, his hockey IQ, get a, a couple bumps up there. Um, he's got all the physical tools to be, to be a dominant, dominant D man. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, everybody in the NHL can play hockey. And so you got to have something that sets you apart and, you know, uh, physicality and physical skill isn't enough. So developing hockey IQ is very important to becoming a star for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at Nick Lidstrom, not a, not a dominant physical presence, but never made a mistake. Um, yeah, you know, just surgical so with the stick, you know, great skater, but like, like you said, I, and I, I agree. I think Darnell Nurse's, uh, big strength is in his skating. So you need that to be a defenseman in this league anymore. So, you know, I, I think he's going to get there, but you definitely, as a fan, you're definitely going to have to remain patient, you know? For sure. And I, I think the one thing, you know, with Darnell too, he was a little bit rushed when you look at our former era of management. Sure. And, you know, like he, he probably hit the NHL a year or two years early. So, right. um, I think if he had a little bit more of a, you know, slow bring up through the AHL, I, you know, it's tough to say. Obviously that's, we'll never know, but I think you could have seen a little bit more of a Polish D man if that was the case, mm-hmm. but not to say that he still can't develop there. I think, and, and, you know, like we're, we're obviously stroking off nurse and I, I think it's <laughs> funny because Cal and I were, have actually been like, pretty critical at times especially this year um on our podcast and it, it just kind of get back to that inconsistent consistencies excuse me but um a guy i think you know nhl fans in general really sleep on is oscar Kleffbaum. like it, when that guy's healthy he's without a doubt a number one d-man in the league and he's not a you know a headman or or one of those absolute stud stud superstars but i'm pretty confident he's a top 30 d-man in the league so or 31 you want to sure. look at it that way. Um, it just, his health is really just the, the only knock. He just can't seem to put together a full, full season. But when he's healthy, it's, he's, he's lights out. No doubt. Well, those um, Swedes, man, something about those Swedes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I hear you. Um, well, John, man, uh, this has been, this has been quite the entertaining conversation. Um, you know, sheep or no sheep. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, let's open it up and, and go ahead and, and plug all the, uh, plug all the stuff that you need to plug as far as your social and whatnot. Uh, yeah, you can, uh, you can reach us on at oil country pod on Twitter. Um, our website's a little bit behind, but we are still, uh, we do have that. You can check us out there too. Um, obviously www.oilcountrypodcast.com. Um, that, those are our main socials. We are on Facebook. You can definitely reach out there too. Um, at oil country podcast, same thing on Instagram. Um, but yeah, we're a big, we're, we're Twitter focused definitely with the podcast. We're also on Reddit. So I don't know if you, if you, are you guys Redditors at all? Um, I started a, well, you know, the, the, the network has a Reddit, right? I didn't know that actually. What? Yeah. Well, it's the, it was lost somewhere in the Slack, uh, bullshitting, but yeah, we have a Reddit. Um, I think I'm the only one that's ever posted anything on it, but yeah, there, we have a subreddit. And it's interesting. Well, I will definitely sub to that, obviously. Yeah. Cause we've, we've got just like a user we use just bullshit in the, 
in the Oilers sub, but um, yeah, no, I, I, me and Kyle are both big Redditors, so you okay. can definitely reach out there. I know it's not the most like social media thing where like compared to Twitter and stuff like that, but not to say that people can't reach out to us there as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Reddit, Reddit's like low key though. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people, um, are on that. So, so capsules, check like them out. Are, and like most people don't talk about, you know, it's almost like a, like an alternate social media. <laughs> There's a lot of weird shit on Reddit though, too. Maybe it's like a fine. cult following. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's like the sheep forums and, and shit. That's, I <laughs> <laughs> find some good stuff on sheep on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guarantee you could. Yeah. yeah. You can find some good shit about a lot of stuff on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, with that, we'll, we'll get out of here. Um, you know, Caps fans, give them a follow, check them out. Uh, definitely entertaining stuff. John, man, thanks a lot for coming on again and, uh, you know, send our best wishes to Kyle. All right. Yeah, we definitely will. And thank you for having me guys. I had an absolute blast. We'll, uh, we'll have to stay in touch and do this again. No doubt. No doubt. All right, man. You stay safe, stay healthy, take care. All right, man. Thanks, you as man. well. You as well, boys. <laughs>